but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Safe Places and Spaces for Men podcast. This is Thomas Edward, your male survivor, resiliency and leadership development coach. Once again, coming from, well, I guess you could say getting warmer, Sacramento, California. You know, I've already started taking my walks in the morning instead of the afternoon because it's actually a little bit cooler in the mornings. And usually you see that, of course, during the summertime. And uh, this is, you know, around, uh, well, I, I don't know, it's February, spring here in California. I think maybe it is, whatever. Uh, anyway, a uh, special shout out to uh, Mike in Canada, who was on the show last week. And so uh, this week he's enjoying some of the fruits of the coaching program and his new liberating surroundings, his home, family, and just with some different strategies and ways to approach life. So shout out to you, Mike. Uh, keep moving forward. This week, you know, I was coaching uh, a male survivor and there was something that reared its ugly head that we needed to collaboratively create some strategies for dealing with. And it was majorly uh, affecting him, you know, to the point of dysfunction, you know, and, and reclaiming his life from the sexual trauma. And that's because it was so masked by the other impacts that he really didn't notice it until I, until I, I shared my, my observations, right? And so, so what was it? Well, it was a manifestation of the power differential of his sexual abuse history, you know, and, and other developmental things. And so it was manifesting in the sense of compliance patterns or what we might call, uh, as we call it in layman's term, people pleasing, you know, or tinges of uh, codependency. Now, for those of you, of course, that are taking the stage 1A course, defining your abuse defines your recovery. This is going to sound a little bit familiar, okay? But please don't tune out. Uh, I just, just consider this podcast as a part of your assignment uh, for this week. So remember when we're talking about the, the, the power differential. Now, here's the reality. Power exists everywhere in all interactions and in all our relationships. So when you have power, it means that you have a sense of control, uh, a sense of freedom because you have choices and you have the ability to influence and affect your environment. Now, of course, power can be misused, misused to hurt, to destroy and radically affect and influence the lives of others. And this is what occurred oftentimes during our sexual abuse history, our past, there was a power differential. The power was misused. And so that power to control was used to satisfy the needs and wants of the perpetrator, the abuser. Now, often when these types of violations, you know, occur in our, in our lives, they can leave us feeling and believing that actually we are powerless that we don't have the ability to control things. 
And oftentimes what I notice is that I, you know, for myself and I think about, you know, my history and, and working through many of the issues is that we replace it with the belief of being in control and empowered. We, we substitute it with thoughts of, uh, you know, I don't matter, not mattering or that we're being at the effect of others, our circumstances of, of, of life. And oftentimes what it produces is, I'm going to say, instead of proact and moving forward, it leaves us more in a react or moving away from stage. Okay. Now, I haven't explained. I haven't talked about this, of course, on the podcast, but for you, like I said, those of you who are taking the stage um, one a remember we talked about I when we talk about what is this, we exhibit what I label as kaput power, right? Kaput, you know, like the car is kaput. OK, so, you know, with my workshop participants and, and male um, survivor clients, kaput power just means that because of the abuse aftermath we feel powerless and victims of outside forces so we feel and believe that our destiny is not in our own hands right so it's the total opposite when we talked about on the podcast of stepping out into your greatness we're actually stepping back that's when we talk about kaput power Now, oftentimes, unknowingly, what we do is we defer and we give up that power to others. And sometimes even to the point where we feel uncomfortable with actually exercising our own power. Okay, so in unhealthy amounts, what we do is we defer our needs, our wants. And sometimes we may have trouble making decisions and even initiating independent thought and action. You know, I remember when I was working for when I was working for Microsoft, like one of the, if you want to say the powerhouses in the software, and I was dealing with, you know, some of the power differential issues and people pleaser. Let me tell you, everyone loved me. Right. And guess why they loved me? Right. Because if you got a project, who you give it to? Oh, you give it to the person who doesn't have the ability to say no the person who doesn't know how to set the boundaries or the barriers, right? And what happens oftentimes, especially in those type of work environments, we become very overwhelmed because we don't have the ability to say no. Now, for those of you that are taking the Missing Peace Conflict uh, Management course, you know, I think that's on stage three, well, not sexy in the new leadership stage four. So remember when we talked about this, what happened is we relegate to remember the teddy bear or the turtle conflict management style. So we're afraid to voice our opinion, uh, to respectfully speak our mind, or we just believe that life is easier by just giving in. Okay, so, you know, why struggle? Why fight? Why exert any control? It's just easier to accommodate. You know, I remember um, one survivor who attended our three day live group workshop, coaching workshop. And I remember I was making pumpkin pancakes for breakfast. Now, those of you that have been to the workshops, you guys know my past history. You know that I also used to be a chef. So that's one of the reasons when you come to the workshop, a lot of people say, well, now I I, I think I need to go to a fat farm. <laughs> I, 
I like for food to taste good as much as as possible. We do we do have options. So anyway, I was I was making uh, pumpkin pancakes for breakfast, and so this was around the fall October time frame. As we sat at the table, this individual was apologizing for not liking pumpkin pancakes, and he didn't even realize it that he was apologizing for it. So, okay, you know me, I'm always in coaching mode. It it seems like I I try to take my head out sometimes, but I was in coaching mode. So I asked him, I said, so what is it about pumpkin pancakes that you don't like? And so he was a bit confused. You know, why, why would I ask him something like this? And so he said, well, you know, the taste, it doesn't appeal to me because it reminds me of sweet potatoes, which I just loathe. I loathe the taste of sweet potatoes. Great. So I'm like, what's your favorite type of pancake? And he said, sourdough. And I was like, yeah, no, definitely. It's one of my favorites also. So then I waited for a few seconds and then I asked him this question. I said, so how does it feel to simply voice your desires, your need or opinion and not be obligated to defend them? And so he thought about it for a while and he said, you know what? It feels powerful. (laughs) Excellent. So I told him, I said, okay, so keep respectfully taking back your power. See, when we're talking about being in kaput power mode, we might feel like our wants, our needs and requests are are being mean. You know, so when he was saying that, well, I don't I don't like pumpkin pancakes for him in his mind, it's like, oh, I'm being mean by, by saying that to Tom. Well, no, you're not being mean. You're just expressing your desire, your needs, your wants, whatever your opinion. But sometimes we think of it as being mean and all we're doing is merely stating what we want or what we don't like you know i often find that kaput power or people pleaser or compliance patterns they're often prevalent for male survivors at least the male survivors that i've coached and oftentimes it's stemming from different things so it's stemming from uh constant and habitual um external focus so we're focusing on all the stuff outside and we're not taking any time to really focus on the inside or us Um, i also find it stemming from the shame imprint from the abuse which really is a big thing and that's one of the things you know when i'm when i work with survivors and what they start to begin to realize is wow this abuse history is really affecting so many things so i need to do more than just share my story i got to actually work through the issues um, oftentimes st- stemming from you know feelings of uh, low self-esteem not feeling worthy which of course is going to be attached to the shame and the guilt um, i find it stemming from having a lack of autonomy and so sometimes we have an excessive need for codependent relationships okay now that it's always bad but when it comes to the point where they're unhealthy and dysfunctional okay then we have a problem or lack of assertiveness um, and deference of other people's decisions, which just means that we're always giving in. And then sometimes I even remember, you know, like I said, when I talk about my uh, Microsoft days and Amazon, so that's the thing when we talk about this, you know, when people look at me and they're like, well, you like, did you have all those issues and you were working in those places? Yes, I did. And they were just being manifested in those places, but they were um, still dysfunctional. But sometimes having the actual 
discomfort with the idea of power itself. You know, embracing the belief that respectfully utilizing it, using your power is harmful, harmful in relationships. Um, Sometimes it stems from fear of rejection and abandonment or, you know, to belong, the, the need for others' love and approval in order to be happy. And I and then for those, of course, that are taking the new imprint leadership course with this, it's level one, right? It's energy level one from our leadership development where we fall into the victim blame mentality. And then it's hard for us to shift to the next couple of levels. All right. All right. Oh, sorry. The podcast's only 20, 25 minutes. Okay. So if you want more in depth and working through those power differentials, those power imbalances, the kaput power, shared power, codependent power. It's available in stage two, three, and four, the coaching packages. Okay. But first, if you have determined that you have some unhealthy people pleasing or compliance pattern, like um, being unable to say no to anyone, um, having that low self-worth that we talked about, uh, the readiness to suffer at the expense um, of doing things for others, um, finding it difficult to voice your opinions, uh, caring too too much about what others think about you. Yeah, somewhat, but unhealthy about what they think about you or putting yourself in other shoes, but you fail to take it easy on yourself when you're the one who needs the compassion or you're always searching for the approval for others. Okay, or you're often finding yourself being emotionally dependent on others. If those things are manifesting for you when we're talking about our kaput power, our compliance pattern, our people pleasing, okay, then I want you to really think about how they're manifesting for you. And I'm going to share with you some of the ways that they were for me. Because oftentimes, like I said, when we're caught in this loop oftentimes we don't notice it okay so is it manifesting to the point where people are using you so being a people pleaser it it leaves us wide open for all kinds of abuse and so the abuse continues so we have our childhood sexual abuse and but then we have abuse being lived out in our lives and so oftentimes we can become very easy to manipulate and bully And we might uh, even attract, you know, that scared, scared, wounded, whatever people. And we become kind of of a target. So do you find that people use you? Okay, that's one. Is it manifesting for you in that way? Here's another thing when we think about our compliance pattern or people pleasing. Do you notice that it's manifesting for you in such a way where you're suppressing far too much? So the need to be wanted by others, it causes you to actually harbor, you know, a lot of negative and uncomfortable emotions that you, you just simply can't let them out. You, you, you oppress them, especially since it's the total opposite of who you really want to be. Now, here's the thing when we talk about suppressing emotions and you guys know my whole idea on this, right? From the perspective of you can't go over it you can't go around it you can't go under it so you got to work through it you have to let them out 
But when we're suppressing emotions, it's really not good for our mental health and it's not good for our physical health. Okay, so let me share with you the the issue that I was having there at, at Microsoft with the person that I was working with. So because I was this people pleasing person and I was pretty high up there, we were working in a place with executives and we were just a few rungs, if you want to say under Mr. Gates. And so I felt that I couldn't say no. And I remember, if you want to say, uh, the energy, the stress that this person was causing in my life. I remember going to the urinal one day and I was urinating blood. Okay, blood. Now that gets your attention pretty quick. So, you know, I run to the doctor and then uh, the doctor, he, you know, he gets me in. He does these different type of tests. And he asked me this question. He says, um, I just need to ask you a personal question. Do you happen to be an employee or work for so-and-so, so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, I do. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what the results are when we come back for the test in a few days. So I come back, right? He says, okay, this is what we're noticing. He says, specifically from people, (laughs) he says, in your group. And he says, whatever stress that you are under, and there's probably this certain person who has whatever this legacy of creating these type of things. If you don't get out from under that stress, you're not going to be with us long. You're going to have some really even more difficult health issues. Okay. I was suppressing. I was holding it in. I wasn't saying that I had to. Well, all of that was related to being people pleasing. Right. All right. After that, I, I start learning my lesson. I start saying no a little bit more. Here's the other thing. Is it manifesting for you? Do you feel like because you're keeping so much suppressed, so much locked in, that people never, ever really get to know the true you? Okay. So people only see a, a fake version of you, which either pushes them further away or pushes you further away from the love and acceptance that you're actually pursuing. And so you end up feeling maybe even more lonely or or misunderstood. Here's the other thing. Do you find it manifesting for you? Do you find that because of the compliance patterns, the people pleasing, that you have extreme pressure to keep up appearances, that outside portrait, right? So you always have to be nice to people, even where they're mistreating you and bullying you and you can't respectfully disagree, you know, or stand your ground. It's hard for you when people have wronged you. Um, You're maintaining this image of perfection, looking a certain way and it becomes, I'm going to say, a full time job. You're expending all these energy. And then here's the other one. And this was the one for me. Do you find that because of, let's say, the compliance, the kaput power, those different type of things, that now you become a control freak? Now, isn't that interesting? Because we first started talking about this whole idea of control and power differential. But being a people pleaser can be a double edged sword, right? Because we have the selfless sacrificing for others and yet it is selfish act because you want to control how others act and feel towards you so i'm actually trying to control that 
And that's my main reason for that. You know, when we talk about the uh, shifting energy levels for those of you that are taking, remember, it's like what what happens is we're at a level three or four where we're in that cooperative state. Um, But the problem is the reality of the underlying is we're actually at a stage one or two. (laughs) Okay, so hopefully that helps for those that are taking the course. Now, I know sometimes for us, it might sound a little bit harsh in essence. If I say, oh, you know, always being nice um, because you want others to like you and appreciate you. But this usually stems from, like I said, those unresolved issues that we have, such as feeling worthless or powerless. And they can leak into these other areas of our life. All right. Twenty, twenty five minutes. All right. So here's one thing. This is what I'm this is what we're going to do. Okay, so when we're talking about the people pleasing that's being manifested, maybe because of our sexual abuse history issues, here's one thing I just want you to take a take away from this. So if any of these things seem familiar for you, okay, I want you to start just doing one thing. And this is a self-awareness technique, just a self-awareness technique, just to find out where we are at. Okay, so I want you to identify and mark down each time you notice yourself apologizing or feeling uncomfortable about expressing your likes, your dislikes, your interest or opinions. Okay, so I just want you I want you every time you you notice that. So if you notice that you're apologizing or if you're even using that word apologize, I just want you to mark it down. Okay. If you notice yourself feeling uncomfortable when you're expressing your likes, your dislikes, your interests, or your opinions. And let me tell you a quick way, start sharing some of your political <laughs> opinions and you will find out. Ooh. Okay. Now it depends. Maybe the people around you might be um, bullies and toxic. And if they are, you'll notice pretty quickly. But I want you to do some internal self-awareness. Okay. And here's the thing. When you mark those things down and write them down, this is the line I want you to think and write directly under what you've put down. I want you to put down this. It's okay for me to respect my own opinions and feelings and express them appropriately okay that is it's okay for me to respect my own opinions and feelings and express them appropriately all right guys i'm trying to keep myself on the time frame i'm trying to do better because i know you don't want to listen to the podcast a lot of you guys say that you're listening whatever on the way of the work or while you're working out or something like that so trying to keep it the 20 25 minutes all right so that's it for when we're talking about people pleasing being manifested maybe because of some of the sexual abuse issues. Hey, once again, if you want to be in any of the courses, just go up to the website, safeplacesformen.com. You got the different stages up there. Stage zero is actually free. All you have to, to do is put in your uh, your email and uh, a name and then shoot it off and it'll send you an automatic email with the password and stuff for stage zero now remember to look at what stage zero is that's if you're trying to figure out if anything happened but that just gives you a format of some of the the things that we talk about so you get a chance to to look at them 
And if you say, hey, you know what? Okay, I really want to start working through this stuff. Okay, then you just sign up and you start working stage 1A, stage 1B. And But some of you, you're going to like, you know what? I'm just ready to get towards it. So you go ahead and you start out with stage 2, right? Which is stage 1A and 1B. And then we have some more things with the three-day live workshop. And that's what you've been hearing other people share about uh, on the podcast. All right, guys, it's time for me to get out here and, of course, take my morning walk before it gets too hot. Hey, you guys have a great week or weekend, just depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Hey, remember what we're doing is we're turning the trauma into triumph. And it can be done, but you've got to take the first step and you've got to make the move. So you got to do something. All right. We'll talk with you guys next time. But you got to keep your head up. Oh.